Welcome to Householders, a conversation about American life as Zen practice. I'm Inga Annie Wade. And I'm Kyosaku John Mitchell, and we're lay members of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center. So, Randy Cosettes, who we, we met, you know, a while ago on Householders, um, actually gifted uh, me a book as part of the communications committee, um, and it's called A Year of Zen, and it's by Bonnie Miotai Treese, I think, uh, is how you spell it or pronounce it, um, and uh, I'm not, like, promoting this as, you know, as, like, oh, uh, you know, like, we're not, like, sponsored or anything like yeah. that, so I just think it's a nice uh a nice book and i wanted to share some of the things with it it's a it's a journaling a zen journal um book and um it gives you a new prompt for every day of the year i think or at least um 52 yeah and um it's they're just short prompts that you can write about and i find that it's a very um positive journaling experience i've had some negative journaling experiences in the past where I would just want to put like all my negative thoughts down, which I think does work for some people, but it just made me more angry (laughs) to have them like solid in a place somewhere. So these are just more like reflections on Zen and uh, your life and stuff like that. So I thought it would be fun to just uh, pick a couple of, of prompts and like, we can just kind of um, see what comes to mind. It's kind of like that. It's very free form. And uh, uh, I, I haven't um, picked any specifically out. So this will be kind of, of random. As long as it's not like a drawing exercise, we can give it a try. Sure. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just pick the best ones and uh, for, uh, for this podcast, I guess. Okay. It is kind of organized by season. Oh, Like cool. it'll tell you sometimes like if it's like, spring they'll be like oh the the pollen is really bad but think about how we can you know uh hold space for even things like pollen or something i love that well let's try and do one from from like the middle of the beginning of autumn then okay let me see where that is okay how about this one this one says it's autumn so okay well, this is writing a poem. Do you think you could write a freelance poem? <laughs> I don't know. Never done it on the spot before. Well, let's just try. Okay. It says, write a short short poem of three or four lines expressing your readiness to release your dead leaves and trust in the new life this will free you to create. I, I, I find, <laughs> I'll be honest, I find it like overly conceptual. Well, I mean, we could talk about what we think that means anyways like um releasing our dead leaves and trust in the new life this will free you to create i mean it's 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 pretty natural for me to relate to autumn or really like whatever season it is as like the kind of thing my own energy is also doing you know um and it, it even comes down to like changing like the what you have to wear outside mm-hmm. and stuff like you know I've gotten my old favorite jackets out out of the out of the dresser you know um 
for the first time in the last few days. And uh, I feel um, like there's a going inward that happens mm-hmm. uh, when I do that. And sort of the the bundling up is kind of the human body version of sort of the dropping of the leaves. Like if the leaves are like the bright, visible, you know, outward image of of myself then like sort of wrapping it all up in warmer fabric is um kind of keeping more of that energy for myself uh storing it for winter maybe that's more of like an animal way of relating to it than a plant way but if it's all you know one cycle to me so um that's sort of what what the energy change of autumn feels like for me is like to, to taking back in some of the stuff that I, that I sort of, that I share and put out, uh, in the warmer months and sort of harvesting maybe like the stuff I've done this year and trying to, yeah. trying to make it, uh, like trying to reflect on it and figure out what to plant for next year. Yeah, so I mean that's that's interesting. So it's kind of like a, a area of renewal because you're you're talking about like the harvest, and she's sort of talking about like the leaves falling. Um, and so we think of it as a time of death, but maybe it's a time of renewal. Actually, like we're getting ready to renew it. We're starting over, mm-hmm. starting yeah. from a from a clean slate. That's sort of like how I would understand the whole teaching of rebirth, right? Like it is, it is, uh, a pause, not an ending, uh, death is, or like the, the, uh, the reduction of life really like death, death as a concept almost has too like final of a connotation for what actually happens, which is, you know, the trees quote unquote die, you know, like the trees don't die, but like the leaves die and they fall and they crumble and they turn into soil and like a new cycle starts. It's interesting that, you know, the, the, the leaves fall. And I'm wondering if like, if what kind of things do we have to like, let go of, um, regularly to sort of, uh, use them as as nourishment for our own tree mm-hmm. rather than um you know it's not like it's not like the leaves go in the soil and it's like poison we're like letting go of bad things and then like and then like there's bad things in the soil and the tree grows with like poison in it or something like that you know it's like getting rid of the bad things but then they in turn like kind of help you grow mm. mm-hmm do you have examples from what it feels like to be you right now? I mean, just recently <laughs> having to let go of being comfortable for now, right mm. now, because I just got Invisalign and it's, oh, wow. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be this uncomfortable, but it really is. Mm. And <laughs> I'm like day three and I'm struggling a little bit. I'm like, I just, in the fact that you can take them off, is almost worse because if you have braces, you're like, well, I'm going to accept that they're there, but 
the fact that I could take off my Invisalign, I'm like, it's making it harder for me to accept that it's there and that I'm not supposed to take it off. I mean, mm-hmm. except to eat and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I've had to let go of recently is is just that I haven't been sleeping well and my roommate is really loud. Mm-hmm. And she wakes me up every single light, every single night. And I... It's kind of driving me crazy, but I'm like, okay, well, you know, what do I really have control over? You know, I've asked her to be more quiet, but that's not working. So, um, I'm like, I'm having to readjust everything just to make sure I can get a proper sleep. Mm -hmm. We're going to put carpet on the stairs. So when she walks up the stairs, it's not as loud. I'm going to, um... I am not watching TV at night until I get these really orange glasses to block out all the blue light. Um, I'm going to be like doing a lot of relaxation techniques at night so I mm-hmm. can fall asleep. So that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And is so is like letting go of that comfort kind of like just what happens outside when the weather starts to change and the and starts to get colder and rainier i and, think so yeah. yeah because i hate being cold some people uh-huh. love it and, yeah, and the, love it the fall is kind of nice and you're like but you know it's coming yeah. you know it's almost <laughs> like all right get prepared you're about to be very uncomfortable for a few months uh-huh. and, it, and it's like even if i'm inside i'm uncomfortable mm. it's like still cold like with the heat on and then when you go outside and bu- bundling up, like I think bundling up, that could be kind of comfortable and nice, like with layers. But then you go inside and you still have a bunch of clothes, but it's hot. And then you have to carry around a bunch of clothes and it's cumbersome. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I guess it does kind of prepare you for some um, letting go of comfort for a little while. Well, that seems like a good thing to do. Right. Like. There's a lesson in it, in a way. It's built in to the year, to the cycle of our life. What about you? Is there anything that you're having to let go of? Um, I feel like I'm always trying to simplify. That That's sort of my big time project in life. Uh, sometimes it's simplifying things that I've complicated myself. And sometimes it's just taking, taking the things that the outside world has made complicated and trying to integrate them into my life, which I can't do at like maximum complexity. So I need to simplify them. But sometimes I have to let go of that too. I mean, that almost feels like what's happening. Like I, I, I've, I've been pretty on top of, the details of my life for a while. Uh, and I can't keep up anymore. Things have just reached Mm. like a certain point of like being unable to keep track. And now I'm getting used to, uh, feeling okay with sort of dealing with it, with whatever thing is most obvious and present and trusting myself that I'm not going to allow anything critical to slip. And, uh, otherwise, you know, just sort of trusting that if it's an emergency, it'll be clear and I'll deal with it. Uh, so 
letting go of uh, control and needing to simplify as sort of how I feel at this very moment. I mean, it's really hard letting yeah. go of, of control. Like it, it, I mean, once you let go, I, I think it's easier, but the actual letting go is, is hard because I think it just it can make you really angry to, to have to, to not be able to control things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does make me angry on some level. It used to make me a lot more angry. Like I used to feel like that was all yeah. I had going. Um, now it's, it's, it's a simpler thing. It's just like, why can't I just have like an hour to not do anything, <laughs> you know, like, like one, one hour to decide, actually, it's not even about not doing anything. It's just about like one hour of being able to follow my own inspiration for what to do. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's just, I've just. I'm getting like hemmed in on all sides. Uh, well, let's talk about that for a second because I, I find that really interesting, like following your own inspiration. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it's weird that I, I know what you're talking about and I do find it like super comforting when it happens. Uh, but I've been so out of practice of doing that, that when I do get a chance to just follow my own inspiration, the inspiration doesn't come anymore. Like I, I need like some sort of inspiration boost or something. But, but I mean, you know, from your facial expression, it kind of sounds like looks like uh, you don't experience that. That you're just like kind of chomping at the bit to to get some inspiration time or something. Well, maybe I think I've started to understand that my inspiration speaks at a lower level in a simpler way than I used to think I may I may I may have been I may have felt similarly to how you feel many times in the past you know when I think about times when I was more into uh, various artistic projects or like writing songs or or you know like I felt like I had specific artistic output to make that requires inspiration and sort of can't be done without inspiration, which maybe is a feeling that you have more strongly than I've even, even like at times when I've had to write like creatively, uh, even for work all the time, I felt like inspiration was this sort of pressure that I have mm -hmm. on me. And maybe you feel like that more just by virtue of the way that your creativity and your work are entangled or maybe yeah. maybe it's maybe even in your your own just sort of artistic pursuits i used to require that kind of output of myself but that's not what i'm talking about now like what what i mean when i say uh i want to have an hour to sort of dic to like let my own inspiration dictate what happens is really just about like if i have the inclination to go for a walk i want to just go for a walk right then and if like my inspiration tells me to turn left instead of right that's what i want to do you know like i don't you know interesting enough that is what i was talking about though huh. and, and to a to a greater extent yes the artistic stuff is intertwined with that a little bit uh hmm. be, but 
it's it's just that like I'm at this point where I'm like nothing that I would pick to do sounds productive enough anymore hmm so this is kind of like, about a retroactive, like something you know, like you may have an implant, like a, like an instinct to do something and then you decide, no, I can't do that. Is that what you're saying? No, it's not an instinct anymore because it doesn't seem productive. Uh huh. So it's like the stuff that I used to do instinctually, like go on walks or just write or read or do some artwork. I have to plan for them for mm-hmm. it to feel okay to do. Oh, so it's not like an, like, because you've made the time for it, it's like safe. Like you're not, yeah, you're not uh, messing with something else by doing it. Right. And even if I know, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm done. Let's go do whatever I want. Then there's like this pressure of like, what do I want? Uh Um, For me, the experience of inspiration has become very literal it's become like a breathing in breathing out thing like that's what the word means you know it's like it's it's not which i think means it comes from outside i think that might be kind of what the meaning of it is like inspiration like it's got the word in in it because it's coming in you know rather than being an expression which would be the opposite right it like it to 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 inspire uh, like to inspire, uh, like spire is the same root as in respire. Like it's about breathing, and so to inspire is to like breathe something in, and the uh, I think that's why people use the word when they say like I went for a walk in the woods to get inspiration or something like that. But I also like I'm paying such so much such close attention to my breathing and to the way that it like lands in my body these days that I am like I, I I'm I'm able to kind of get new information from every breath about what's supposed to happen and it kind of comes in as a felt sense in my body and I think another thing is that I trust it more than I trust my own ideas. Like I, I, I'm so used to having an idea like a, what should I do right now? Kind of idea Mm -hmm. and going and doing the thing I should do and have it feel bad all over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I relate to that. That like, I don't really believe myself when I answered that question in like thought words anymore whereas when i like feel a tingle in my hands that sort of serves as a clue to what i should do right now and i follow it it always works it always feels like a release or a relief to listen to that and it doesn't i mean another thing is that it does it it the kinds of things that i'm talking about being inspired to do are so minor and so small like it's not like to go paint a picture or uh like mow the lawn or something something with like a tangible output it's like i'm just going to sit here uh waiting for 
anything. And if I get like an impulse to put my left hand up in the air, I'm going to do that and like see what happens then. And then I'm going to put it down. Does this kind of practice like feel very therapeutic? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm rewiring my sense of where my uh, guidance comes from. And so, okay, so now this is kind of answering the, uh, like, what are, what leaves are falling from my tree question? Like, there's a lot of signals that I'm used to listening to from my quote unquote self, you know, like from the, from the, from the confluence of forces that feels normal on a day-to-day basis, feels like, feels like the thing that would make sense to identify as myself that are wrong or, and I don't mean wrong morally, I mean wrong factually. They're incorrect about what the right thing to do is. Or they are conditioned by programs that are not authentic expressions of what I should do or who I should be or whatever. Uh, And... I listen to, I've listened to those because their voices are so loud, but now I'm like quieting down to the point where I can hear something more basic than that. And, you know, I wouldn't hear the impulse to like suddenly put my left hand up in the air for no apparent reason over the voice of like, you have to go be productive and make money for mm. your family, you know, like that. That or or I mean that's that that's not even a great example because like that's true you know <laughs> but like you 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 need to be you need to be a respectable person in society you need to um, like make your parents proud of who you are right now <laughs> you know like there's 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 so many kinds of programs that yeah. I that I have considered more important than a tingle in my left hand and I'm not, and I, I, and it's, it's not that they're not important. It's just that like one following one makes me feel weird and following one makes me feel like it's the right thing. I know. I know what you mean. I do feel like there's a certain relaxation, this effortlessness that, that comes with what you're talking about just feels like, like breathing in and out, like you said, it feels like some sort of meditative practice to not like really think super hard about like what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I I do remember a time where doing that was so much easier. Like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I would just spend hours a day doing whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's beautiful. A beautiful thing to do is let go of some of that programming for at least a little bit. Like you said, some of it is important, but this is important too. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not even just that, like the things it's telling you to do in any particular moment are important to do. Right. It's that learning to be guided by it is important to do. And it's guiding you all the time. So it's like I, I I'm not I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think back to some of the most pivotal moments of my life, like emergencies, 
like really high stakes situations to see what the guidance was, where it was coming from, you know? And it's hard to remember very, very, very vividly, but it's more vivid than a lot of other memories, which is, I think, an indication of the level of being in touch with these kinds of embodied sensations. You know what I mean? Because, like, I couldn't Mm -hmm. possibly tell you what was going on in my system when I was, like, taking my math final in junior year of high school, you know? Which is, like, just an example of, like, something that was very traumatic that comes to mind very easily as, like, a as like a big deal. But one that was totally guided by the kind of mental programming that I'm trying not to, uh, like, allow to influence me moment to moment now. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember... The, the the emotions of like guilt and shame and fear and stuff. But I don't remember like what my mood was or what my behavior was or what I said or did or how I, my body felt. Whereas in truly important situations, like, you know, having to take my little babies to the hospital or, uh, or you know, even good ones, like the, they're being born right now, you know, like I do have like a really deep, body memory of how I felt in a lot of those situations and how I was making certain decisions about like what to say or when to ask for help or, uh, you know, like if my wife was in distress and I needed to come up with something to say, to be supportive, you know, I wasn't like Mm -hmm. racking my mind for cliches. I was listening to my, like heart and nerves and trying to come up with the right thing for the moment to say. And that's a lot more like sort of feeling, feeling just suddenly inspired to like lift my left hand up in the air than it is um, doing the right thing according to some mental script. And so my hope is that by doing it in these completely mundane situations i'm learning to tap into that same level of command of you know i mean that's a weird word to use but like the same the same the same level of 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 mindful careful attention to the moment that i have in really serious situations all the time Mm -hmm. so that i can use them in like medium important situations you know yeah having having difficult conversations or whatever oh i get that but as of now with uh, your schedule i guess is is this becoming like a more difficult to to do as far as um you know you said that you kind of had to let go of control and mm-hmm. some of this unstructured time you're talking about yeah yeah it's hard to do but i think i think that it's 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 actually very interesting for me to th- consider whether what's happening is i am uh having less and less time to do this or whether it's that I'm wanting more and more time to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how good of a job I was doing at this before. And it's good that I'm feeling like I want to use as much time and energy as I possibly can. And that there's not enough, you know, it's a sign that I, that I want to do this work. And, you know, 
I'm doing what I can to make time for it. Uh, but I do, but I, I all, it also feels important to like let go of the, uh, requirement that my life be a certain way so that I can do the stuff I feel is really important. Cause like, I don't get to decide everything that's important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you think this is similar to like what, why people like are like, uh, you know what? I just need some alone time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's in essence what they're kind of practicing, you know, maybe it's not just to get things done. It's just to kind of recharge mentally kind of, um, you know, maybe, maybe to a certain extent, we all ex- experience this a little bit, maybe introverts a little bit more than others. Maybe they need a little bit more mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to function regularly. I don't know. Um, but I do see kind of this thing, although we don't really have a super specific name for it, seems to be almost universal that that people want some unstructured time to themselves to kind of go with the flow. Yeah, that's definitely why I want that time. And what I'm doing with that time, even if I don't feel like I'm using that time as effectively as I could because I'm exhausted and I just want to like lay on my back and stare at the ceiling or something, you know, or, or look out the window or rearrange the books on my bookshelf, you know, like all of those things that I just listed that that I was trying to say are not good uses of time actually feel like really great uses of time. But like, you know, even if it's just like organizing my desk, it's like what I'm actually doing is organizing my desk according to my inspiration, you know? That's, that's, I'm inspired to do it right now. So I should, and hopefully like the inspiration that goes into organizing my desk will come back out of having an organized desk as like inspiration to do the stuff I need to do while I'm sitting at my desk, you know? No, I think that, I think that's perfect. I, 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 I think that those kind of things build up over time if we don't set aside the time to deal with them. And it could be something, I mean, maybe that's what we're doing. We're just organizing things. We're Mm -hmm. organizing our thoughts or organizing our uh, space or organizing our patterns or something like that. Where we have that time for sort of to to do whatever we need to do. And I think we need to, speaking for myself here, allow ourselves to have that time and not judge what we do with it. Whether, like you said, if you're laying on your back and staring at the ceiling, if that's what you need to do, that's okay. Householders is a production of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Silent Thunder Order. Find us on the web at ASZC.org. Our sangha depends on your support. You can donate by PayPal to donate at storder.org. Gasho.